1: Welcome to A Whole Lot of Disney, our series about, you guessed it, Disney.
0: Today we are discussing the Pixar Animation Studios film, Monsters Inc. from 2001. And today with us we have Eric and Jeff from the Disney on the Rocks podcast. Welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thanks for being here.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. This is going to be fun. I hope
1: Definitely.
0: so. <laughs> so. Monsters, Inc. So you guys just covered Monsters, Inc. on your podcast, correct?
3: We did, yeah. Several weeks ago, actually. This is our oh, first okay. re- recording uh, since then. We actually were lit- on a little bit of a hiatus. So we uh, are excited to be back and, uh, you know, finishing up the conversation around Monsters, Inc. on your podcast. So, Yay.
2: So we're really Yeah, I actually, you. I have a few things that I think we missed on our show. I can't Ooh. wait to get to and dive in here because... You can talk about this movie for quite a while, Uh, we already (laughs) did, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it.
1: Awesome, awesome, exciting. Definitely. So I'm going to go ahead and read the summary of the story so that we all have it in our brains.
3: Sure, and and, and you don't mind if we drink while... while No, no, go right ahead. The theme of the Disney on the Rocks podcast that we do is we drink and we, we take the show on the road, so... Cheers! You're good. So Go right cheers ahead. Cheers to you.
0: Cheers, <laughs> cheers. <All right. laughs> had, I thought, had I thought about it, I would have made myself a drink, but I didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's,
3: hey, there's time. There's always time.
1: That's true with the raspberry lemonade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the raspberry is that raspberry. is
3: that a cocktail? Is there is there a raspberry lemonade cocktail or just? Raspberry Lemonade, because both are delicious.
1: It it was a... Both are delicious. Yeah, it was a a, a cocktail, basically. Yeah, we actually
0: just celebrated our (laughs) one-year anniversary for the podcast, so we made it a specific drink. That's a huge milestone. Yeah. Yeah, We're in this together.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But yeah, we did that, so... She has the alcohols. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read this summary let's get into it in a world inhabited by monsters the city of monstropolis is powered by energy from the screams of human children at the monsters incorporated factory skilled monsters employed as scarers venture into the human world to scare children and harvest their screams through doors that activate portals to children's bedroom closets the field is considered dangerous as human children are believed to be toxic energy production is failing because children are becoming desensitized and are e- less easily scared, and the company's CEO, Henry J. Waternews III, is determined to find a solution to the problem. James P., Sully Sullivan, and his best friend, Mike Wazowski, live together and are the organization's top employees. But their chief rival and co-worker, Randall Boggs, is close behind. One evening after work, Sully discovers that someone has left an active door on the scare floor. As he inspects the door, a small girl enters the factory. Sully tries to return her, but ultimately fails when Randall, who appears to have been trying to overtake Sully's numbers by working after hours, sends the door back into the factory's door storage vault. Sully takes the girl out of the factory in a duffel bag and, seeking much-needed help, interrupts Mike's date with his receptionist girlfriend, Celia May, at a sushi restaurant. Chaos erupts when the girl gets loose. Sully and Mike manage to escape with the girl before the Child Detection Agency, CDA, arrives and quarantines the restaurant. The pair discover that the girl is not toxic and that her laughter generates an immense amount of power, as well as the fact that Randall is her designated scarer. Sully grows attached to her and calls her Boo, while Mike is anxious to be rid of her. The duo smuggles Boo back into the factory, disguised as a baby monster, and attempt to send her home. But Randall, who has been waiting in ambush for Boo, accidentally kidnaps Mike. He straps Mike to the Scream Extractor, a large vacuum-like machine capable of forcefully extracting stri- screams from kidnapped human children, thus solving the monster world's energy crisis. Before Randall can test the machine on Mike, Sully saves Mike and the pair go to Water Noose to reveal Randall's scream scheme. Sully tries to talk with Water Noose, but he wouldn't listen and forces Sully to scare the boy in the simulator, but in doing that, he accidentally scares Boo, causing her to run away from him. Sully soon realizes that scaring isn't very nice. (laughs) Water News pretends to help the pair before revealing that he and Randall are working together and shoves Mike and Sully through a door to the Himalayas, exiling them while keeping Boo for their plans. Mike and Sully are taken in by a friendly yeti, who tells them about a nearby village, which Sully realizes he can use to return to the factory. Sully prepares to return, but Mike refuses to go with him, blaming Sully's stubbornness for their situation. Sully returns to the factory and saves Boo from the Scream Extractor, but is attacked by Randall. Mike returns to reconcile with Sully and accidentally helps him overpower Randall. With Randall in pursuit, Mike and Sully take Boo and escape into the door vault. Mike invokes Boo's laughter, which causes all the doors to activate at once, allowing them to freely pass in and out of the human world as they attempt to escape. Randall eventually catches up to them and attempts to kill Sully, but Boo overcomes her fear and attacks Randall, enabling Sully to catch him. Sully and Mike trap Randall in the human world, where two residents at a trailer park mistake him for an American alligator and beat him with a shovel. Mike and Sully locate Boo's door, but Waternoose accompanied by the CDA brings the door down to the scare floor. Mike distracts the CDA while Sully escapes with Boo and her door. He leads the pursuing Waternoose into the company's simulation room, where Mike records Waternoose angrily declaring his plan to salvage the company by kidnapping children. As Waternoose is arrested by the CDA, he reprimands Sully for destroying the company and worsening the energy crisis. The scare floor administrator, Roz, reveals herself to be the head of the CDA, who had been working undercover to find the mastermind of the company's internal actions. Roz thanks Mike and Sully for their help, and allows Sully to return Boo home. But she has Boo's door demolished to prevent any monsters from making further contact with her. Sully, inspired by his experiences with Boo, concocts a plan to retool the company's power generation method to harvest children's laughter instead of screams, as laughter is ten times more potent. With the energy crisis solved, Sully is named the new CEO of Monsters Incorporated. A short while later, the factory is now wholly focused on its staff bringing joy to children in in order to collect energy. Mike takes Sully aside, revealing he has rebuilt Boo's door. It needs one final piece, which Sully took as a memento in order to work. Sully puts the door chip into place, enters, and joyfully reunites with Boo, who still recognizes him
2: end <laughs> oh uh, spoiler alert by the way we didn't, mention, we didn't mention that at the onset if you haven't seen monsters inc you don't have to now no they yeah. don't that was literally play by
1: play that's
2: actually was that ba- that was basically the children's book we have these yeah. we talk about all time eric and i these these golden book children's books that books mm-hmm. that we read to our kids and it's basically what it is. It like narrows yeah. down the story and shows you the pictures, and it's all kind of cartoony. Yeah. Um, but we love reading those. Monsters Inc. is one of them that my kids love.
1: Oh, that's awesome! I love that. <laughs> I know there's also like audio versions of them that are like maybe 20 minutes long.
3: Yeah, oh, way too they're long. They're great. I, okay. I should probably find them for my kid. It's absolutely hands down her favorite movie. <laughs>
1: that's so awesome. my
3: daughter's three, uh, three and a half now at this point, okay. and so she is. Obsessed with Monsters Inc., which is great because she doesn't have that normal child fear of monsters. Yeah. She thinks mm-hmm. monsters yeah. are friendly. That's what she sees in the movie. So that's it's it's a perfect. Except for,
2: for that character. opening scene.
3: Still, well, yeah, she right she gets a little a little uh, <laughs> you know hung up uh, during that opening scene. <laughs> I, I that's the whole pre- the whole idea, right? They flip it on its ear, yeah. and then they end mm-hmm. up making it funny, which which is perfect. I, they Pixar. You can do no wrong, Pixar.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) They've done so many good things. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Monsters Inc. is pretty great. (laughs) My sister, when she was younger, well, so my sister, when this movie came out, she was probably about Boo's age. And what um, is
2: Boo's age?
1: I think it's like three-ish. She looks like she's about three. Yeah. She yeah. can't
2: talk.
1: It's yeah, a little but weird. There are some three-year-olds that can't talk. I've met a decent that, amount. I work at a yeah, daycare. That, so.
3: That's, that's <laughs> maybe not the telltale sign. But the thing is, is Boo sleeps in a big girl bed. She yeah. also is mm-hmm. a fantastic artist. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah, Phenomenal artist. Unbelievable. Unbelievable artist. And she's potty trained.
4: Yeah. So I, there's some certain...
3: <laughs> I know. I know. It's just... Uh, there's a little inconsistency there's a, it's like a weird <laughs> hybrid age that they
0: came up with but
1: you know, I, it is what it is i don't know i've <laughs> met three-year-olds that can do all of that just like boo so
0: yeah I, I do wonder though if maybe there's some sort of like language barrier that we don't see because they didn't put that in really yeah because they the
2: same thing up yeah
0: because I don't think the monsters and the humans would both speak English. No, I don't. Think I think really. there has to be a difference. See, well, we said we mentioned that on our the show. Other, too.
3: oh, little. What was the uh, little Bigfoot? What's the one about the Yetis uh, in the? Uh, in, Smallfoot. I think Smallfoot. Channing Tatum. I think yes. was one of the characters. Oh. They they explore that in the movie, right? So when mm-hmm. when he yeah. gets to the town. The human is going, "Oh my God, it's a Yeti! What am I supposed to do?" And he's looking at the human, and all he's hearing is "wah wah 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 wah, 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 wah. Yeah. And then when the yeah. human, when he's talking to the human in English, he's he's saying, "Oh wait, don't be afraid! Don't be afraid! I'm here. I need your help. I'm nice." And the human's just hearing "raw He yeah. <laughs> just growls. So. Yeah, and they they do cover. They somebody finally addressed that
2: in, <laughs> in one of these movies. So I like I, that. I, I like that paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think that does help explain away the, the the fact that they really can't communicate and that there's only a few words that they kind of understand. They understand mm-hmm. Boo. They understand Kitty. And mm-hmm. that's kind of just said over and over. And they start to understand those words. But everything else, they really – it's all gibberish coming out of Boo. Yeah. Ooh, yeah.
0: What? I, what? I think
2: – Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, think,
0: <laughs> I, think awesome. the, I think the question <laughs> – I think the question then is, you know, at the end when we see that they've turned it into a laugh factory, Mike tries the stand-up comedy routine and it doesn't work. And so I wonder if all of the laughs have to come from some sort of action that they do that's funny,
2: physical comedy. And you, you're, <laughs> yeah, man, you're right because he is up there. He, I mean, he's pretty funny. But they understand burps and uh, eating the microphone. That's that's good. We're we're good with that. Uh, and they address that actually in the monsters at work. Have you seen the show Monsters at Work mm-hmm. Yeah. No. The- Phenomenal. So it's oh, really, really a good. sequel. It's the sequel we deserve. Yeah. Really. Okay. We shouldn't have. We shouldn't have gotten Monsters University, which had its moments. Well, monsters
1: <laughs> University is a prequel, not a sequel. It, so. Right. It's we
2: deserve <laughs> a sequel, and we finally got it. And uh, that's exactly what the what the show basically does. It follows right the day after they convert to a, a laugh floor they have this, this prodigy scare coming out of Monsters University who gets a, a, basically from college right onto the scare floor, never been done, and he shows up for his first day of work and there's no scare floor. It's now <laughs> laughter, and he's not a funny monster. So he's sticking with like the maintenance crew, and it's, it's great. And he's trying to work his way back into the floor, but a lot of the, the monsters on the floor, they they all do physical comedy, and that produces the biggest laughs. It's not telling jokes; it's it's physical comedy. So maybe that does support it.
3: Okay, possibly, possibly. But in watching Monsters at Work, there is a scene that actually dispels that theory. So there's hmm. a scene where they are actually Flem, uh, who is the monster in the opening scene of Monsters Inc. So we'll still tie this together. They revisit. The opening scene in Monsters Inc., where he goes into the room and then he slips on the skateboard and falls on the thumbtacks and screams. And they're like, Well, what did he do wrong? He left the door open. Well, the same monster goes into a room and brings a skateboard and thumbtacks with him because now he's just going to do it and make the baby <laughs> laugh. Well, he goes in and does that and he yeah. puts a on the wall and burns a hole through the wall. So now they have to go in and repair it. While the monsters are repairing it, they have to remove the baby from the room. And one of the monsters hears the parents coming. They're like, "What was that?" They come in to check on the baby. Well, one of the monsters is dressed up like the baby in the crib, and they go, "Oh, is our baby okay?" And he goes, <laughs> "I'm fine." And they, they he has a whole conversation with the parents, <laughs> and then the parents go, "Our our daughter's so smart. We have the smartest kid in the world. We're such great parents." And they leave the room. So uh, that you know oh, that might <laughs> throw a wrench into the. we right, that can't. Understand right. one
2: another. Maybe. Or maybe that monster just speaks a little human. Possibly. But just a little bit.
1: Maybe. Possibly. It's a boss baby. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a boss baby. <laughs>
2: yes.
3: <laughs> so what did you two what did you two enjoy about the movie? Karen and Colleen, what did you guys love most about Monsters Inc.?
1: I love all of it. I've always loved Monsters Inc. <laughs> um I especially love like the intro just because it's it's so unique compared to a lot of the Disney intros because like they do have those those moments where they have like a song at the beginning with some kind of intro sequence happening but nothing I feel like has ever been quite as clever as all of the doors opening and all the words coming out of the doors and getting knocked around and all of that by the monsters and scaring the words. <laughs> I just I yeah. love all of it.
3: No it does like a theme in the movie.
2: Yeah. 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 It's so
3: good. It's a great
2: original song. Yeah. It's uh it, it does set up the movie. It, yeah. it gives you the feel and the theme for the movie while giving you a little information, but yeah, a phenomenal opening, yeah. one of the best for sure. Yeah.
1: Very well done. I know Definitely. there are people who skip it, but like No, you can't skip that. I would never. (laughs) I considered it at one point in my life, and I went, no, I can't do that.
2: (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) How could I live with myself? I
1: know, right?
2: (laughs) How do you sleep at night?
1: It's just too fun, you know? It's it's not like it's the intro to, like, Aristocats, where it's in French or something. (laughs) True.
2: (laughs) Well, we've actually talked about that on a few of our episodes, covering the older movies, the first two to four minutes of some of these older movies are just unbearable. Yeah, they're, they're boring. Slow. It's like choir singing in the background, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's just like looking at. Scene, Robin Hood was was one of the early <laughs> ones that was actually pretty good. They had like the dancing <laughs> chicken and stuff, but everything yeah. before that, like Peter Pan, is just like, oh <laughs> Christ! Like get me to the get me to the show here. Whereas now. The, They've understood that kids need excitement right away. Yeah. If you're not drawing that kid in, they're they're walking away. My kid oh, walks true. away when I play an old movie. Yeah.
1: They they definitely that. would, unless you like <laughs> skip to the good parts. <laughs>
0: Pretty much.
2: So Colleen, what about you? What was what's your favorite part?
0: I think my favorite part is I think if I if I had to choose a favorite part, my favorite part would be the scene after the restaurant when they're in Mike and Sully's apartment. And they still think that Boo is toxic. They're yeah. they're just mm-hmm. freaking out about her. And then eventually, you know, they're like, oh, she's tired. Let's get her to bed. And so they do like a, a trail of like the cereal and try to put her like on newspapers or something. And she's like, I'm not a dog. No, this is my bed. I'm going to go sleep in this <laughs> right. giant bed. And so yeah. I just as I, a child would do, yeah, of course. And <laughs> I just I time. love that. <laughs> I just think it's so cute. Yeah,
2: and that's when they discover that laughter. They yeah. don't really figure it out, but that's the first time mm-hmm. that she starts really laughing and crying and screaming. Mm-hmm. and all. And basically, they cause a power outage in Monstropolis. Yeah. And yeah, they have no idea what it was, but that's what kind of sparks them later to realize we got something here. This isn't just, you know, we, we don't have to deal with screams. We can do something else.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny watching Soli like slowly realize that laughter is the way to go because you have that part in like the scene where they're running from Randall and you see Sully being like, Mike, make her laugh, make her laugh. But I don't think it's really clicked in his head yet that that's the way yeah. to go. Yeah.
2: Yes. So. That's when he realizes this is a way to escape this situation. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah, yeah, it didn't really click until later when he realizes. I mean, pardon the pun, but what a monster he's been! Right, yeah. he's been scaring yeah. these kids. Yeah, when he's, this guy. Uh, when he sees himself on that video monitor, yeah. uh and, and he sees Boo's face and he sees his face, he realizes I can't do this. I can't live like this anymore. I've we got to do something new. Yeah, and uh, that's where I think that was the moment. I think it clicked for him. We we've got to find another way. And Boo is the key. Boo's the answer. Let's let's figure this out.
0: And I think also just the fact that they realize that kids aren't toxic, humans aren't toxic, so they're like, wait a minute, we can, not only have they figured out that laughter works, but also they can work with the humans in a way, so they don't have to be scared of going into the children's rooms to do anything. Although,
3: historically... Historically, introducing humans to a new species or a new environment has pr- always proven to be toxic. Yeah, right? very true. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they had every reason to be scared. It's very apropos now with what's going on in the world. Humans are a hundred percent toxic. Oh, absolutely.
4: But,
3: you know, the monster, the monster. <laughs> not- boo! <laughs> boo! Boo's oh, so now, boo, yeah, Boo's adorable. You can't be Boo,
2: boo. for president.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was there it was uh michael scott on the office once said you know i think the world would be so much better if babies were, were the president just <laughs> let a baby be president yeah nothing would ever get done and it'd probably be a terrible idea and, and you know everything would be a disaster but
0: you know babies you know. Just, we could I try know? it just once I don't, it's not an exact
3: quote but he threw something out there along those lines
0: yeah
1: I don't think that would work that well.
2: (laughs) No, not with the shiny red button sitting right there.
1: I mean, that's like recommending a cat be president. Cats aren't going to do anything either.
2: (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cats are inferior to
3: kids I would and, and I think yeah. people, a, a ca- do a better a, job. Ki- a cat would inadvertently walk across the shiny red button yeah yeah right. it would, sure. <laughs> you know. or it, would actually
1: do,
2: it would actually do it on purpose it
1: would sit on it <laughs> right, right. It'd be like, so oh, I
2: right. I've been watching this monsters at work or as uh Eric's daughter calls it monsters go to work um <laughs> which is just a, a, one of the most adorable stories uh, that we've told on the show um <laughs> So when I'm watching it now, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, what, what allowed the CEO, Waternoose, the CEO of a energy company, what gave him the jurisdiction and power to banish monsters away from their world into a human world without any due process yeah. or, or court mm-hmm. of law? it's not like he's the president or the boss or the ruler or the king he's a CEO of one energy company what gives him the right I, let's discuss this please because this is something that really just today bothered me and I need to get it off my chest yeah th- this is not something we
3: covered on our episode of monsters Inc so this is this is fresh all right this is fresh
2: and <laughs> new literally today I thought of it
0: I, I think this is one of those things where, because, you know, he was keeping the scream extractor, you know, kind of under the rug, you know, like no need to know about okay. it. So yeah. I think it it was a way to be like, okay, no one needs to know about anything that's happening here. Let's just banish them. But also people are going to notice that Mike and Sully are missing. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, you see them walking to work and everyone's like, oh, hi, hi. And they're saying hi to everyone. And so Absolutely. people will notice.
1: Well, and Plus on the commercial. Yeah, I was going to say True. the commercial. They're the <laughs> face of the company, basically. So, like, you can't, I mean, you can't take those people out of the limelight, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: They, I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to get found out. They're definitely going to be missed like, yeah. the next day. Yeah, or like, even later that day when yeah. just when Mike just doesn't come over. Like what right, right. Where is my boyfriend? Yeah. Like, yeah. His, For real. yeah. His
3: landlord would be very upset he didn't get his next payment. There'd be a whole thing. His family would have to know what was going yeah. on. Or, mm-hmm. maybe, right. Maybe the establishment is involved. Families. The CDA was very connected throughout this whole thing. We had Roz in their undercover Wazowski. The whole time, (laughs) the CDA knew what was going on. And the extent of Waternoose's, I guess, authority and power, you'd think at one point they would step in and say, hey, we need to regulate this.
4: There's no checks on it. None. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm sure Roz at least would be like, hold on a second. Like, Mike and Sully are missing... Especially Mike, like, because Mike doesn't turn in his paperwork. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs>
2: well, maybe it would take her longer to realize, because she's used <laughs> to not seeing his paperwork. So it would take him take her a few days be like, man, Nick, Mike's really late with his paperwork this week. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Later than usual. Yeah, you would think that there would be some escalation before banishment, like maybe a suspension.
4: Yeah.
2: Or like yeah. A, a, a day without pay. Yeah. You're, on a, <laughs> you're, on, you're, you're on a pip. You're on a performance <laughs> <Right>. plan. <laughs> right.
3: They put you on one of those. All right, you have like, three months to to fix this up and get it straight. Otherwise, you're gone. Like there's uh, a there's yeah. a process, yeah. but they they know
2: they he's or like even, out the door, you're in the Himalayas. You're yeah, immediately. Or baby. even like a non-disclosure <laughs> agreement, right? Can we like get the lawyers involved in HR, which I love in Monsters, uh Monsters Go to Work, which is what I'm gonna call it. Monsters Go to Work, they refer to uh HR as monsters resource. Because Ooh. it's not human. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. such a nice, nice touch. It's <laughs> just a great touch. So, but like HR would get involved, right? Like, let, yeah. can we can we talk about this? Can I sign? Like, all right, I won't say anything, or then I get banished. Like, they didn't even try. Why is just like get the get that metal mm-hmm. door? We gotta get that.
1: <laughs> can we talk about how the door was metal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was a serious, sturdy
3: door.
2: That was like a doomsday.
1: Yeah. Door. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't let it blow away, right? It's in it's the true. Himalayas. That the question can't then is. Be
0: yeah. Oh, that's true. The question, <laughs> though, is how did that door get into the Himalayas? Yeah. Like, who put it there? Why is it still there with nothing surrounding it? Like, what's yeah, going on?
3: Yeah, so I, the only I theorize. theorize could, go ahead. I was going to say, sorry. I theorize that it could have been the door of a former outpost in the Himalayas that the rest was blown down and the door still mm-hmm. stands it was the sturdiest part the doors we we were almost late for this episode uh recording this cuz i was in the basement with my family mm-hmm. because there were tornadoes ripping through our area with the yeah. storm coming through the mm-hmm. door doorway is the sturdiest place in any home so w- wouldn't it stand a reason that that was the last surviving piece of a previous outpost in
2: the Himalayas
4: yeah. Um, yeah,
2: maybe. What I think is that uh, they have the, they have that. Well, here's how you're wrong. Um, uh, I hate that
3: idea. Maybe.
2: I mean, yes. it's a stupid idea because you would think they the whole thing out of metal. Why would they only build the door out of metal? Was it like the the Three Little Pigs house where they built the whole thing out of straw and then they had a brick door? It's like the black, black box airplane. So what they did was they the monsters went through the village. They went through a closet door in the village. They scaled the mountain and they built a door. And then they went back down and they went in. And we lost Eric, which is yep. good. The show will be better without him. You don't need him. He's throwing out stupid ideas like a like an outpost. It
3: is ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh, You lost me for a second. I lost my internet in the middle of your rant. (laughs) I didn't hang up because you called me stupid. It's like (laughs) you're, you're you're you sound like the guy who says. Oh, the the black box on the plane is indestructible. Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? That's no, that's what, what you're you are saying.
2: That's no, you are saying. You are <laughs> saying. Let's make just the door out of the black box. Make the whole. No. Oh no, I am saying exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was exactly like, um... like, looking at you. Like, did you just take crazy
3: pills while I was no, gone? Yeah. Is that what happened? A little
2: bit. But I said that the show would be better without you. I did say that. Full disclosure. When you oh, that's listen, not, back. that's that's not very nice at all. That's I was just. And joking I said, oh. and everyone knew i said it in a funny way
3: so everyone knew i was joking so, so jeff and i have known each other for about 20 years at this okay. point we, we okay. became fr- we became friends i i say friends uh we we became acquaintances our first semester of college oh, okay. we were in the same double together and then we eventually became roommates and we've known each other ever since but no one knows what double means by the way this is our, we had two classes together that it was the same group of students in the same class two same okay. classes OK, so um, we've known each other like, and, and have argued in this fashion for 20 years at,
2: at this point, almost like it, it,
3: it has not. And stopped. I'm still
2: not tired of it. You're <laughs> starting to you're starting to get weighed down a little. I, I still got 20 years to go. OK, well, uh, you know, if I can live that long, then we'll see that it's it's just that's it's,
3: the tornado gets you every, every time I talk to him. Every time I talk to this man, it's 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 arguments, and that was the whole basis for Disney on the Rocks. And our show was, hey, we argue all the time about the stupidest things, and we get heated about it. Let's let's put put it on the air. Let people listen to us. What's
2: stupider than arguing about Disney? (laughs) Nothing. 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 (laughs) You're just supposed to watch the movies and enjoy it, and we just can't do it. We have yeah. to dissect it. We have to break it down. And uh, for the most part, we actually do agree on a lot of stuff. But um, sometimes we don't. And those are actually our more interesting yeah. episodes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, K- see, Karen and I, we either you know read something, or we listen to something, or we watch something, and then we just tear it apart.
1: We do. <laughs> and I... sometimes
0: we disagree on things. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, see, so- see.
2: what's something what's something you guys tore apart the most? Would you what, what's either. What did you guys disagree the most on, or what did you guys agree oh. on, but both just destroyed?
3: I, Karen's <laughs> getting
2: so excited right now. Yeah, like, she wants. I, to, yes, she wants to bring up something question. from like two years ago.
1: <laughs> no, oh, man. no, Oz awesome, the Great and Powerful. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Man. The, uh...
3: <laughs> the fact that it exists is that yes. the argument.
4: Oh okay. my God! Just no, let's
1: agree. Just it can go away. We agree; it can so go, away. Uh, we, we can go away. It, it cannot it, exist anymore.
3: My my feelings on the mo- existence of that movie is the fact that the whole thing was a tornado injury concussion dream of 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 Dorothy. Yeah, Oz. In its mm-hmm. it's all her people that are around her are the characters. Yeah. So how is there? The physical place that exists outside of that fever dream. Like, how does that, how is that even possible?
1: I still don't think that's a physical place. I still think that he died and that was where he went when he died.
4: Ooh. Because he
1: never went back to Kansas.
2: No, no, he did
0: Mm -hmm. not. Not so that that's movie, what I think <laughs> happened. But Oz is the guy. It's like, <laughs> a ma- is- it's like a
2: Matrix thing. Like he died in the dream of Oz, so he went to an Oz. Is that is that the theory? Well, Oz is the guy that at the beginning of the movie is the fortune teller,
4: yeah. snake mm-hmm. oil
3: salesman type dude yeah. at the beginning yeah. of the movie. So you're saying the theory is that he died in that tornado?
1: That's my thought. In
3: the Twista, it's a Twista. Yeah. He that he died, and then that was yeah he got trapped in yeah.
1: Oz. Yeah, that's my thought Ooh. for sure.
3: <laughs> okay. I can live with that.
1: that I don't works. think Colleen agrees. But I say the the thing is, though, it just doesn't work I, for all the. I would it's, it's
0: the, the question of are all the Oz movies that at least that Karen and I have seen do they all connect or do they not connect and they're just their own like fan fictions? Basically, are they supposed <laughs>
3: to connect? Well, there's Oz no. from the from the '80s, the Disney <laughs> Oz movie with Firuza Balk from the '80s, right? So that mm-hmm. one uh, is more based on actual novels,
4: Return to
3: Oz. Return to Oz is closest mm-hmm. to the novels, whereas The Wizard of Oz took elements and made it its own, right? It, yeah. And turned it into its own thing. Because I have a book for my daughter. It's like The Wizard of Oz uh, color book. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, uh, I thought red was going to be for ruby red slippers. No, in the book they're, silver so slippers yeah yep. so yeah it, it right. throws everything off so um
2: yeah they wanted uh, red so it know. popped in color on the screen yeah, yeah. They wanted I mean, a, yeah exactly yeah. what a what, a, what that, an experience though <laughs> <in that laughs> movie. is there is there a more iconic scene than the opening to oz where it goes from black and white to color yeah. I mean, is, that is
4: yeah
2: i mean that is I one can't. of the most iconic
3: i mean i'm i'm 37 so i'm and not they shot it with real film <laughs> right that's my point is 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 if you were around at that time, I'm not old enough to have obviously been around when uh, Wizard of Oz came out. I'm old, but I'm not that old. The, 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 the theater, the reaction in the movie theater, there are only a couple times where I've been in a movie theater and had a visceral like response to what I'm seeing on screen just blew me away. It was yeah. like Jurassic Park. Yeah, the T Rex. T Rex coming out. I'm like, oh my God. And then uh, Avatar was one because of what they could finally oh, yeah. do with motion capture. Yeah. Uh, and there were a few others. Lion King was one of them. That's what we did our first episode on. And I think I, I talked about the same point that boom, when it said the Lion King at the beginning after the opening sequence, that's an iconic scene. Wizard of Oz, I can't imagine being at a theater where all you've really known for the most part is black and white films. And the color mm-hmm. films were probably... that. What they would literally do is take the film and color in with colored pencil and marker or whatever and, and fill in the cells to, to make it work, just like you would for an animated film. But now they go and they take this movie and shoot it on film and put it in color. And it is. it had to have been the, the audience just saw something life-changing at that Yeah, point. It, it well, had yeah. been the it greatest was only, going experience ever.
2: And I just Googled this because I forgot, but this is a fun fact I, I did know at one time. It was only 12 years between the first movie with sound and The Wizard of Oz. 1927 uh, was The Jazz Singer. That was the first mm. movie with sound. 1939 was The Wizard of Oz. That's a gap of time. The twelve. Years, imagine 12 people years. People
3: were still <laughs> walking around going, people were still walking around and going, oh, let's go out tonight and see one of the talkies.
2: That's yeah, what were yeah, <laughs> Talkies back in the day. Let's
3: go see you, one of the talkies.
2: You were yep. still going to see talkies, and then all of a sudden you had the Wizard of Oz. I could only imagine. That's like me as a kid basically seeing Jurassic Park. Like That's the feeling I, I had. That must have been what they had. The, the leap and bounds Uh, jump of what you had before to what you had then and what it meant for CGI and everything going forward. This is it's an unbelievable scene and, yeah. and an unbelievable movie at that time. For sure.
4: Definitely.
2: So, we kind of hijacked uh, <laughs> sorry, you know, the last <laughs> okay. like 10 minutes. Uh,
3: me dropping what do you off. You want to talk about yeah. <laughs> what do you got? You guys want to talk about Monsters <laughs> Inc.? What do you got?
0: <laughs> okay, so I do want to point out that you know, they keep talking about how the factory's gonna shut down if they're not producing enough scares, and I. I understand the whole scare shortage, but I feel like the factory wouldn't go out of business because of the scare shortage. Hmm, Uh, But Just because that's what powers their electricity. So if they shut down the factory, then what is going to power their electricity? Because this is the only factory we know of.
2: Yeah, nothing. They actually do introduce a rival company in in Monsters at Work. Um, But it's the same premise. They still want to use scares and they're using laughter. But anyway, you're right. You can't shut it down. What are you going to do? You, you still yeah. need to power, whether you are generating enough power for, you know, one house or the entire city. It, it still needs to be generated.
4: Yeah. What you would mm-hmm. do is
2: probably shut everything down and store the energy until you had enough, and just you know do brownouts or blackouts. But man, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Well,
1: I what I want to know is why did they decide to just steal all these screams from kids in another? world another race why didn't they figure out a way to do it in their own world hmm.
3: yeah what about artificial screams yeah. or just mm-hmm. mike screaming into
2: uh, <laughs> uh, to... it's gotta be children or how about or how about a scream sucker outer machine like <laughs> what news did he figured it out right like that's what you do you yeah. harness it by stealing a child and making them scream for you twenty four seven, no more scream shortage. Like, why do you have to wait for nighttime? Waternoose is well ahead of his time here. Right? Yeah, but that has to be like the worst kind of torture
3: to do to Jeez. any person,
4: especially, especially a child. A child. Oh, no, yeah. but
2: these, these aren't these aren't children. These are batteries. These are not they're toxic <laughs> things yeah. for the cool perception thing. of yeah. the monster. Clearly, yeah, monsters
1: don't see them as actual like creatures no. with feeling. No, no. But, uh, that like the
3: fact that they haven't come up with an alternative fuel source. However, it, you know it shows that they may not be as an advanced species as they let on. Right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't yeah. have. They don't Sun, have a guy. Right? They don't have like somebody out there. A character named Elon Tusk <laughs> coming out there with horns. <laughs> Uh, to, to, to come up with some new form of... You of, just wanted of, to use that uh, shortage. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to work in Elon Tusk.
1: <laughs> okay. I just but thought it should. popped in my head and I
3: couldn't be alone with it. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, you'd think that there would be someone out there that's like rich enough in the monster world who could spend time thinking stuff like this up, you know?
2: Yeah, Waternoose.
1: No, not water news. <laughs> Moving on from water news. He's so rich.
3: <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to. No, but you're right. Con-
2: It'll come to me. <laughs> there could have been, and and I mean, they do have the sun. They certainly could have mm-hmm. solar power. Yeah. Uh, they they could uh, they probably have magnets, uh, so they could probably generate electricity by you know they have water. You could probably use turbines, yeah. Yeah. the wind. Uh, so yes, they just right. haven't.
1: They haven't, put they the haven't figured
2: this out <laughs> for some reason, but, but why is that? Right? Like, yeah. Why haven't yeah. they figured that out? How did they? How did they build Monstropolis?
1: Right. <laughs> without
2: knowing of any other energy source,
1: they've mm. they've gotten so complacent with their screams that they're like, oh, we're fine. We'll have them forever, but nothing lasts forever. They don't. They don't have. A, they don't have
3: a. They don't have a billionaire monster named Shrill Gates who's going to come out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're get so Come up with some new new technology. Oh man, <laughs>
2: that was pretty good too, though. I
3: yeah, I like... know. Yeah, a, it's I know. a
1: gender swapped one too, right? Yeah, yeah you go right last <laughs> name, first name. You know that's, that's
3: and that's comedy. That's
1: <laughs> but so yeah, bad. yeah, I don't know. And I did think it was interesting that because this movie came out in two thousand one. And, like, if you look at kids nowadays, they definitely don't get scared as easily.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: well, he like, says that in the beginning. Yeah. Right? He said, you know, yeah. they're losing doors left and right. Yeah, they just don't scare thing. anymore.
1: It would be a big yep. problem if that happened. And it is happening in their world. But they're still, like, they still don't have a backup plan necessarily that's actually acceptable to society. I, I just, I wonder about that a little bit. A lot of parallels.
2: <laughs> to the real yeah. world that's true yeah but honestly even the, even going to laughter you're still relying on these doors functioning yeah. to get to the human world mm-hmm. interacting with children making them laugh like what happens when kids don't find monsters funny anymore like the same problem could happen with laughter uh, now it's more potent right it's 10 yeah. times more powerful so they can store up more energy, but I mean, it, it's still the same problem. Maybe years down the line, uh, what they should do is probably go to the the human world. And how do you guys do? Right.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Like find some yes. friendly parents who accept them and are like, hey, let's have a discussion.
4: Yeah, yeah. how do you do this? Right. Well, they,
1: they they try
3: to start from the beginning and they explain Thomas Edison and lightning and, and then they get it. to a point. They, they they get to a point that <laughs> they're like, then wait, wait, you can use that? You can yeah. use the lightning because they I'm sure they get weather in Monstropolis. Oh,
0: I'm sure Yeah, rains.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's
3: there's thunder and lightning. Oh my gosh, if we could just harness this. But, you know, yeah. nobody thought of it. You know, they don't have a guy named, like, Stephen Squawking uh, rolling around and... <laughs> 1.21 <up>, 1. Yeah. gigawatts! <laughs> <laughs> coming up with all kinds of theories and being all smart, but, you know... <laughs>
1: His yeah, doctors are just too lazy. They're smart enough to figure out a system to bring specific doors out of a storage mm-hmm. center. Genius. But they cannot Genius. figure out an alternative yeah. to their electricity.
2: The cataloging system there is, is unmatched. <laughs> yeah. Unmatched.
0: Apparently,
1: yeah. That is insane. <laughs>
2: and within seconds, that door arrives. Now, are you guys, speaking of the doors, are you guys familiar with the Pixar theory?
1: Um, no, your, your stunned no. silence tells <laughs> me everything the, I the need Pixar to
2: know. Theory. Okay. The Pixar theory effectively states that all Pixar movies exist in the same universe and that they oh, are okay. all interconnected. Even uh, we brave. See, yeah, especially <laughs> brave. Um So the theory goes that they're all connected. That's why we see Easter eggs. You see the Pizza Planet truck in every mm-hmm. movie. You see the the, the Luxo ball. You see uh, clues and keys from from different movies in in all the Pixar movies. Well, the theory goes that you have – it all centers on Monsters, Inc., actually. It's one of the linchpins of the Pixar theory is that these doors that they're traveling through are not necessarily interdimensional doors. They're actually time traveling, that monsters exist in the far distant future and that they are traveling back into the past to harness human energy back when humans existed. This theory is also substantiated with the Toy Story universe where toys are alive and they are powered by human love and human emotion. Children mostly, children uh, emotion and love. So toys are powered by being played with and being loved. That same power is now being harnessed in the future by the monsters to power their, uh, their city. Now where brave comes in is the, the witch in brave. The theory goes that that is boo time traveling through the doors because she's the only human to ever be through the door and into the monster universe. She now can harness this, uh, this energy. She has all this magic power. She can travel through doors and she travels through history to try to find sully settling somewhere in the distant past so that her memory of sully keeps him alive forever that's what? the theory and i can expand on that as much as you'd want if you want to ask questions i've read a lot about this <laughs> he's he's got time, I've got time.
1: <laughs> i don't know if we have the time though right now
2: no you, you don't but- <laughs> But, what do you guys think about the Pixar theory in in the broad sense that they're all interconnected movies?
1: I could probably get on board with it.
2: Okay. I can't that's a that's not a resounding yes, but <laughs> we haven't heard from Colleen yet, who is over there thinking silently.
4: yeah,
0: and I
2: want to know what she has to say
0: i've I've definitely heard of the Pixar theory. I forget about it. But I, I don't know. I think I
1: would have to look more
0: into yeah. it to really yeah. have make my own decision about yeah. if I believe in it or not.
1: Same. Okay. Like, um. I think I could probably do it if I read enough evidence and yeah. saw enough evidence that it worked. But I'd have to, I'd, pro- I'd probably have to be able to, like, see it.
3: So a guy wrote a book. There's an actual book. I think on I've it. actually heard it. John one. Negroni. John Negroni is the author. You can't order it right now. It's on hold because he's updating it. Oh. So they stopped putting it out because Soul came out, Luca came out, and I think yeah. whatever. It's, it's, co- it's gonna cover think, up for Soul.
2: Yeah, it's gonna yeah. cover up to Soul. His latest version I think only went up to whatever was before onward. Um, uh, Finding Dory or something like that. I think probably. it only goes up to around there. So this one's <laughs> going to go up to Seoul and loop those in. I I noticed
3: Karen Karen applauded Finding Dory. Are you a big Finding Dory fan?
1: Dude, I love Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. They're, I, great.
2: they're good. I could watch
1: them over and over again.
2: <laughs> my kids actually went to my kids went to the aquarium today because it was a rainy day here, so they, they <laughs> went over to the aquarium. And uh, they came back and wanted to watch Finding Dory because yes. uh, they go to the aquarium in Finding yes. Dory. So yeah. I'm like, okay, put on Finding Dory. Rainy Love day, it. go for it.
1: Love it. <laughs> now, see, the ocean terrifies me. And for some odd reason, oh. those two movies are two <laughs> of my favorite animated films.
3: You know, the ocean is 80% unexplored. It's, it's just like Marlin. They might still have Megalodons, for all we know.
1: <laughs> I would love to see a Finding Nemo movie that has a Meg in it. That would be so rad. Oh, that
3: would be terrifying. <laughs> it would be so good. But like,
1: it, but, like, it could be friendly, like Bruce, and you could be like, oh, my gosh, well, Megs aren't scary?
2: <laughs> I mean, in terms of scale, Bruce to Marlin is probably about the size as a Megalodon to a human, Right? Pretty close. I mean Bruce was massive compared to Marlin.
1: Can you imagine True. a Meg and Marlin?
2: Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be wild. Be Meg Marlin, and Marlin
1: would be and Marlin. just so tiny and then the Meg would be so big.
2: He'd be just a, a an orange dot on your screen. He'd be a right, he'd pretty be much yeah. mouth
1: of the Meg. <laughs> I would die. That would be so They'd great. have to
3: have like a so,
2: scale bar in the corner
1: to show
3: your <laughs> You're terrified of the ocean, but I've noticed you've been calling the Megalodon the Meg, which leads me to believe that you are a big shark person.
1: I watch lots of things about sharks because they scare the fuck out of me. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to know about them. I I just watched a video
3: (laughs) right before we started. If if sharks scare the fuck out of you, let me tell you. Let let me tell you, I've been dying to say "fuck," and you said it, so I feel like yeah, you're good, you're good, you're fine. (laughs) Don't don't worry about (laughs) it. I try to keep it clean. I got to read the room. I said Um, we're
1: chill at the beginning because we're chill. (laughs) We're
3: chill. I like it. I like it. I just saw a video right before we started. I was flipping around on my phone, you know, on Instagram, and there was a surfer who got attacked. By not one but two great whites at the same time and survived. He got bit on the hand, he had huge teeth marks in his surfboard, Whoa. and he got out. He was surfing in South Africa and he got caught. You the video shows it. He's in the in the wave surfing and you see two great whites in the wave and they reach for him and the dude freaks out. He lost, I think, a finger, but I mean he got wow. he got away with one by only losing a finger.
2: I mean that's a pretty shitty great white. Uh, yeah. They only <laughs> took a finger. Like yeah, yeah. Pretty, humans are pretty big targets. Well, like, yeah. How and, do you miss?
1: And look at Bethany Hamilton; she lost an arm. So, lost an arm. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: she got taken. Oh, that's rough too. But still <laughs> surfs. So, I, that's the crazy part to me. I never surfed in my life. I boogie board oh, yeah. her at most. She went
1: but right I don't back understand how a
3: surfer could ever get attacked by a shark and then be like, "Yeah, I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to do it." <laughs> perseverance to the to a she, team. Yeah, i mean strong. that's great to on that and say you yeah, know i'm gonna surf again i'm gonna keep doing it. because the odds of getting
2: what are the odds hit by, right? right
3: hit by a shark <laughs> are, are are less than getting yeah. struck by lightning yeah. or winning the lottery But it still so
1: happens
3: <laughs> people and yeah, still have people i mean there's what six shark attacks a year. more people die a year from
2: hippopotamus attacks <laughs> worldwide
1: yeah, those attacks. are aggressive yeah. creatures too.
2: And humans kill like a million sharks a year. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. You had to check my stats on that. No, but if but you guys have a shark, of yeah. If you guys
3: ever want to do an entire episode about aquatic Animals, I'm, I'm on board. When we did, did, our, did our Finding, Finding Nemo Disney episode, uh, Shark Week.
4: <laughs>
3: when we did our episode on Finding Nemo, I I kept spitting out facts throughout the episode. Oh, you of, did. You did. remember that? Of <laughs> just oh, I remember like, marine animals. I had all kinds of crazy, weird facts. So was, yeah, you I didn't know, know what an Architeuthis
2: was, which bothered me.
3: <laughs> yeah, sorry, I missed that one. That when it went over my head. I didn't know it. It's a giant
0: squid. Giant squid, that's right. Oh, Oh, okay. And they they say that
2: it's because (laughs) the Architeuthis and the Megalodon apparently battled. They found, like, things. I don't know. Fossils (laughs) or or squid arms. I don't know. I don't know. calamari? They found calamari in a Megalodon. What? (laughs) Effectively. (laughs) Again, you have to check my facts here. (laughs) I'm just... He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He I'm sounds spit, like he I'm
1: spitballing.
2: Oh, do. you're
1: good.
2: Yeah. This bottle of whiskey is gone, by the way. <laughs> you drank a whole bottle of whiskey? <laughs> no, there was very little left. So I'm drinking this, which I've drank on Disney on the Rocks before. Um, my 1792 Richmond Reserve. And it survived. I just moved. It survived the move. And there was only like that much left. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was taking up too much space. It's like a nearly empty (laughs) bottle. So I figured, let's kill that on the show tonight, and then I could throw the bottle away. Nice.
1: Solid. Anyway,
2: go on on with the Monsters Inc. Yes,
1: Monsters Inc. (laughs) The the actual topic tonight, right? Yes.
2: (laughs) You guys are definitely getting a taste of what Disney on the Rocks does (laughs) each week, which is we start talking about a movie, and we typically – Uh, digress into these other topics that are much more interesting than the movie we are covering. And we go on those tangents and we have fun with them. And then we always find our way back to the movie and relate it back in some way, Uh, usually with a very clever segue, uh, which I don't have any for for this moment. So when we don't have a segue, we just say, so back to the movie. Uh, what did you think
3: <laughs> about we go, what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, and it gives me a great point to edit and say, alright, if I want to cut this out I can yeah, just right. jump back yeah. in. Into- so if you two want to edit this and cut Half of what we say out, this is perfect.
2: We, we this is it. We tee you up for this. Yeah. I mean, this is it's like it's like chapters on a DVD. We we can we give you chapters. <laughs> you guys are young, you guys are seemingly younger than us. Uh, you
3: guys still get DVDs, you still watch movies on DVDs. You know what I... a DVD is. <laughs> okay,
1: I own a whole binder of DVDs. Okay, nice.
3: Okay, but yeah. every
1: single slot in it is filled. And I am not purchasing any new DVDs. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that's, that's like pretty much how I am. <laughs> yeah, same way. I, I feel like it's been a while since I purchased the DVD. In yeah. fact, I have a box of them sitting in my basement that's filled and great yeah. movies, movies oh, that yeah. I would throw. Right oh, yeah. over there. But now
1: I'm like, oh yeah, let me just flip the right. The yeah. channels and we got we go got Vudu, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, all of the things. Everything. You know? It's all incredible. at the push of a button. You don't have to go pull you, out a DVD and. <laughs> And put it in and wait. We're like
3: it. Jeff and I are like border I would say we're like Jerry they, they I think the term is geriatric millennials. So um <laughs> right like, on that border. We're right on that You're border. are like
1: the oldest part. We're, we're like the older part.
3: Of, yeah. So we're the okay. older part of okay. being millennials. Yeah. So you gotta understand when we went away to college, my my home internet was dial up internet. So yep. when you logged on to yeah. AOL to get on, it would do the whole whee- Kind of thing to get on there when I went away to college and everything was slow, everything was incredibly slow. When I went away to college and I plugged my college in that
2: man, man. the T1 like it, yeah.
3: Oh, Oh, Lord, you could download a song illegally off of LimeWire in 10 seconds flat.
2: It was incredible. It used to be
3: 16 hours to download an album.
2: Okay. Just a song. We would mm-hmm. set up. We would set up songs to download, and then go to school, and come back, and hope that some of them didn't get corrupted.
3: <laughs> listen, listen to us. We're like back in my day. We <laughs> no, didn't right. have internet. We just had what? to hold up a. We held this up. This was a, only uh, twenty years ago. ago. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. I know this it's it's crazy. Twenty years.
1: No, y'all anyway. are, yeah. y'all are like so, the age of my brothers. So. It's all good. I get yeah. it. Yeah,
3: so Woo-hoo. Monsters Inc. came or came out right around that that time frame when we were going to college. Like, oh, 20 we can years get ago. internet, uh, we can get internet now, and I can download whatever I want at the click of a button. And then Pixar's I wasn't out here,
2: like Monsters Inc. Though, <laughs> yeah, but Pixar's <laughs> out here.
3: <laughs> Pixar's <laughs> out here. Like, here we go. We got a movie for you guys. So, anywho,
1: yeah, it's <laughs> true.
3: That was my segue back to. <laughs> I was
2: trying to set. I was trying to set you up. You're supposed to spike it. We've got a <laughs> lot of segues. We could do another one if you're if you weren't ready for that one. We'll yeah, segue yeah. again. He probably
3: has another one in his back pocket. I got, I got plenty.
1: you totally fine. Um, I don't. We're know. assholes,
3: by the way. I don't know if you guys realized
1: <laughs>
0: it's not true. It's <laughs> not true. All
1: right. What did it, did you have, anything, Colleen?
0: I was looking through my notes. I don't think I really have anything else right now.
2: You only wanted to talk about Water and Wizard of Oz. That's what you had for, <laughs> for uh, Monsters okay. Inc.
0: I don't have anything that's like thought provoking. I have a bunch of just comments of like, "Oh my god, like that's so funny" or something.
2: Throw one in there. Throw one out. That's um, okay, just, come on. That's just shoot. On. Just just throw them out. <laughs> See what sticks.
0: Okay the guy that keeps getting the 2319 called out on him. I yeah. always wondered why they had to shave him because I was always like, okay, shower, I get that. Shaving, what?
2: like it, 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 Beyond the shaving, why did they put the band-aid on if they were just going to rip it off a second later? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's who. That too. I was like,
3: Insult to injury. Insult to injury. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Comedic and- effect. And his
2: name's George. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Like a, yeah, they all have normal names. names. George <laughs> Sorensen. <Sullinson. laughs> George. Mike. They're all they're regular names. I love that they didn't uh, go the Eric route where they gave stupid pun names to the monsters. They just oh, come on. gave what them regular names. Guy
3: introduces a new technology. His name is Steve Blobs. Like, come on. You got, you,
2: you could, you, I mean, I could do this all night. I, I <laughs> they could. They could. Um, yeah, so that was a good one, though. The, the 2319 is a classic mm-hmm. scene. Now, my question is, why is the CDA off site?
1: Yeah. Why yeah, aren't uh, they just
2: in the room?
1: They should be there.
2: Yeah. Where, and else, are you, where else are you going to be?
1: At a different company? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Who,
2: yeah, where else is there portals to the human mm-hmm. world? Like, see, they, they make a mention that this is the first child to ever escape into Monstropolis through the only known gateway, which is at Monsters, Inc. How is the CDA just not based at Monsters, Inc.? Why do they have to come crashing through the window every time a
0: sock is attached to somebody? I
1: don't know. They should be there though. You're right. They should just be on site. Mm
0: -hmm. I also thought it was interesting because right after that first time the twenty three nineteen is called while they're still on the scare floor, Um, they're like, okay, the scare floor is shut for like the next half hour. Like I I would think they would just go right back to work, but no, apparently it's shut down for half an hour.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, they got to clean it, right? Apparently you got
3: to sterilize everything shut it down. My daughter just <laughs> had a COVID scare in one of the class kids' classrooms. Uh, there was a kid, who, a kid who was diagnosed with COVID. So those kids are not allowed to school yeah. for like another week and a half. They just can't mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And yeah. so Ugh. I would imagine this is similar in that fashion. Shut the factory down, send everybody home, and now that's the other thing is is there white, white sock contact tracing? Is that- <laughs> well, 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 there you go. But isn't you would think that there would be a pharmaceutical corporation that's developing some sort of vaccine against the effects of what children bring. But then you would need to experiment on kids. It, it would be a whole thing. I mean, yeah. but that's never stopped pharmaceutical companies yeah. before. Hi- <laughs> they, the they, take hydro-
2: they take hydroxy scarifin. Uh, <laughs> uh, there it is. There, is. there actually is one, there's one noticeable pun. In the beginning of the movie, you guys mentioned before where Mike and Silly are walking to work. They pass mm-hmm. the grocery store, Uh-oh. where it's uh-huh. the grocery. And if you notice, the prices have three-digit, three-digit decimal places like gasoline would.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: it was like 2999 was the price of whatever fruit that the grocery was selling. So it, it it's related to like gasoline or gas shortage and... Um, uh, because the scarers are are gas powered. Everything's gas powered in, in Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool kind of connection to the real world, I guess. Uh, having the gasoline price uh, with the three decimal, but grocery was a pretty pretty clear and, and obvious pun. <laughs> I'm glad they went with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say when Celia. Has her um her cone of shame, if you will. <laughs> and her her little Medusa heads also have their little cones of shame. I right. was wondering why that was even a thing, because her hair is not hair, it's not fur. So right. yeah.
2: she talks about getting it cut though.
0: I know, and they look at her like uh no thank you. Right? Oh,
2: <laughs> do they regenerate? Yeah,
0: yes. I, I wondered
3: about that. Like, Are
0: they like worms? <laughs> Is it even her hair? So, so <laughs> Does she so, has hair.
3: So so speaking of Celia, one one of the one of the Disney on the Rocks listeners after we did the Monsters Inc episode sent me a screenshot of of the menu of Harry mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So did you ever take a look at what was on the menu at Harryhausen's? No. All right. I'm going to read a couple of these for you. Okay. Have so, you seen
2: this? Have you heard of this? No.
3: A- a- have you seen this? Have you heard about this? All right. No. Uh, the appeti- <laughs> all I can see is it's a sushi bar, but uh, the appetizer appetizers are goo tofu, tender slices of goo with tofu garnish, vegetable tempuki, tempuki <laughs> reeking selection of vegetables, fried tempuki style, swill and sour soup, varmint medley and miso <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Flab cake, flab of muck ah. with ginger dipping sauce. And then they have a spider roll, uh, which is spiders in a used seaweed wrapper. And uh, yes. the rest I can't read because Mike's face is so. in the way, but that's just a little, a little taste of what you can dine on at Harry Harryhausen's.
2: So there's a there's a ride in uh, California Adventure out in California, in mm-hmm. the, the Disneyland. Oh, California Adventure
3: in California?
2: California Adventure in California next to Disneyland. Disneyland. Whatever. <laughs> it's across from Disneyland. Whatever. Gotcha. There is a Monsters, Inc. ride. And in the queue of the ride, they have the Harry, what is it? Harry Housen? Harry, yeah. Housens. Harry Housen's. Housen's. Housens. And they have the menu on the wall. So when you and I I read it actually while I was there and I saw all the things you just said. It's exactly from the movie. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. All right. So if you want to know the rest of the menu that you can't see in the (laughs) screenshot. You you memorized it? No, but I'm I'm sure there's a picture of it on the interwebs.
1: Yeah. You could probably Google
3: it. the Google on the internet machine. Got it. (laughs)
2: I'm working on it now, so you guys can talk about something else while I do this.
1: <laughs> I I don't know if anything else really bothered me that much about it.
2: Oh, so, there's so much more that bothered me. So it's much a
1: more. great movie. <laughs> what could bother you? About no, it nothing. Is.
2: Nothing bothered me.
1: I think so here- honestly, my biggest thing really is just that. They don't have a backup energy source. Yeah,
2: right? It's
3: a That's major, the biggest problem. Know, like their why? whole society can collapse and they will all die if yeah. they do not come up with an alternative energy source. Mm-hmm. It
1: just
3: doesn't make sense. The, par- the parallels are phenomenal.
1: Yes. Yes, they are.
3: It's actually Monsters, Inc., now that I think about it, is a more socially aware movie than we, we've ever realized or give it credit for.
1: Yeah, true. Especially considering the winter storm that just uh took power away from me and Colleen in February.
0: True. Oh, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was lots of fun rolling blackouts. So Ugh, <laughs>
1: love it because they the were like, we can't give you power because we don't have enough power.
0: And we were both working from home at that point, and so you know, like every hour or so, the power would go out. And we'd both be like,
1: "Oh well, yeah. oh, can't yeah, do worked, anything." It takes like 20 minutes to log in because it took so long to load up. So, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's part of your hour gone. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Your boss is Um, just going to have to understand. (laughs) So I've got one more. Okay. One more question to pose about Monsters, Inc. We talked about this on on our Disney on the Rocks podcast as well. Uh, There are flower stickers on Boo's door. Yes. On the monster side of yeah. door. So that means that she put stickers on the inside of her closet. Yes. Do those stickers manifest themselves in the monster world right away? Or do they have to be plugged into the portal and kind of get uploaded like a like a Windows update when the the door is actually powered up? Where do those, basically, where do those stickers come from?
0: Yeah. How
2: do they manifest themselves in the monster world?
0: I think that brings up another question for me.
2: Yes. Well,
0: can I answer that really quick? go ahead go for
1: it <laughs> just like Karen wants to out.
2: answer the question that I asked before you ask your go question for
0: it.
1: my my thought is that it wouldn't show up until the door is powered up again because that's when the I mean, world is connected
2: that's the right answer so, so that's what I yeah.
1: think it would be. but anyway go ahead colleagues. correct
0: the, the correct. question that that brought up for me is just how do they know that that's still a children's store? When does it not become a children's store? How do they get oh. new children's stores? Like, how do they figure it out? Yeah, yeah, because Boo is that, only what three to that, five years
2: old. Yeah, yeah, you had that good question written down, and before I asked you what else you got, and you were too modest to say <laughs> that's a great. That's a great question and a great observation. You sh- you- good for you throwing it out there. I, ha- I don't know. Like, How do they decide what a children's door is? How do they decide what a closet door is?
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, well, another ta- question for
2: you. A lot of questions. Not all of answers, but we're going to ask a lot
1: of questions. <laughs> no. I was going to
3: say how Monsters do- R&D had to figure that out, but go ahead. Monsters R&D, correct.
1: How do they get their files of information on these children?
2: Yeah, can I give my theory? Ah, oh, can I tell my? This is <laughs> Do great. It. Let's Do it. Here. Go for it. So related to the Pixar theory that all the movies are connected, who lives in children's rooms that could give monsters all the information oh, that they need uh, about the the children? <laughs> the toys. The toys. The toys. But not they to
1: touch the toys.
2: They aren't well. In Toy Story (laughs) Four, we learn that toys eventually get relegated to where, when they're not being played with. Where do kids keep their toys? Where does Bonnie throw Woody? Where does she throw? In the in the closet. Boom! You see where this is going? Okay. So the toys that are no longer wanted, no longer played with, are relegated to the closet. I see your jaw dropping, and I love it. That the Monsters (laughs) R&D team comes through the door during the day when the child isn't there. They talk to the toys that just want to lay out. They want to meet a new kid, someone that will play with them. The Monsters agree, in exchange for telling me what the kid is most afraid of, we will bring you back to the Monsters world and put you through another door to a child that will play with you and allow you to live forever. Like and that. and okay. Jeff brought this up on on our episode,
3: and
4: afterward I was, thi-
3: I you know I was thinking about this, uh, you know, as I watched Monsters at Work, and and just kind of thinking about, oh man, how great of a crossover could that be? Then part of me was like, well, wait a second, when they walk into the bedroom, if they open the closet door again, they're back into the monster world, so they can't really get to the monsters in the closet. Mm-hmm. However. In Monsters, go to work. Uh, when they're in the room, the door... accident. One of them actually kicks the kid's ball through the open door and it hits a button and shuts the door down while they're in the room. So right. they go to open the closet again to go back and it's just the closet. Yeah. Well, so we see now- it with the
2: punishment door, too, at the end yeah. of Monsters, Inc., where right. Mike is trying to open the trying door. Open, and, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So once yeah. the door's off, they can go into the closet. So I would imagine... Monsters R and D. They're like, all right, yeah, we're gonna send you in. Gonna get you know during the day, talk to toys. Mm-hmm. Cut so the power. The closet. We'll cut the power. You will get in the closet. You got ten minutes. You know, set your time. okay synchronizer yeah. watches. Boom, and then you got it. It's basically like an
2: astronaut doing a spacewalk. Yeah, right. It's it's yeah. very dangerous, yeah. but <laughs> they get it done.
1: I mean, that wouldn't have worked on me as a kid because I did not keep my toys in the closet, but.
2: Wow. So, <laughs> so you were a good, you were a good toy owner. That's that's probably why monsters didn't scare you as a kid, because well, they, the R and D team had nothing to go on.
1: Well, I don't know if I would say that because the basilisk definitely freaked me out. I always thought it was chasing me after I finished watching Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> even though that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> well, those, yeah,
2: well, all right. Those aren't monsters, though. That's a so... monster.
1: Don't don't say it's not a monster. <laughs> A, a monster is a monster. monster. <laughs> you a stare sword. at it and you die. <laughs> I think that's the same.
2: <laughs> I mean that that the monsters don't want to kill you. They would would have no power if they killed all the children.
1: Well, maybe not those. There's an
3: entire movie genre based on monsters who want to kill it.
1: (laughs) That's true.
2: True. Well, yes. But that's outside of the Monsters, Inc. universe. Well, well, multiple
1: movie genres, because there's vampires and werewolves and all of the other ones.
3: Well, wait, wait, here we go. Uh, Here's a fun question. Who are your favorite (laughs) monsters? Outside of Monsters, Inc., who are some of your favorite all-time movie monsters?
0: i have no idea
3: (laughs) put you on the spot
0: (laughs) i I will say though that not movie related but children's book related um i had a book growing up called there's a monster at the end of this book and it was an elmo book it was like a little golden uh book (laughs) but it featured elmo (laughs) They or were no, It featured, monsters. Yeah, it featured Grover, actually. It was Grover. Oh. And so Grover would try to convince you not to turn the page and not to get to the end of the book because there's a monster there. You don't want to see the monster. And then you get to the end. Spoiler alert, the monster's Grover. It's lovable <laughs> ah, Grover.
3: He's been there the whole time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's a That's lovable really monster. It's, it's such a cute book, though, because, you know, he'll, like, build a brick wall so you can't turn the page, and then you just break through the brick wall because you turn the page, and he I'm,
3: I'm I'm literally going on Amazon as we speak and ordering that for my daughter. Do it.
0: There's also there's also a sequel called There's Another Monster at the End of This Book, which does include Elmo. It's Grover University.
3: It's a is sequel listening. called Grover
2: University.
0: <laughs>
3: my phone is listening. I started to type the word there in here uh-huh. into the search, and it said there's a monster in your book. Yeah, That's, it definitely
4: is
1: well, listening. There,
2: yeah, me too.
4: That's wow. so
1: funny. They
2: are listening to uh, Google, man. I love them. But I mean, they listen that's to every
1: they So, <laughs> but well, there it is. I don't know. There, I, don't I mean, know. I
2: didn't have to type many letters to get it. Five, uh, five oh. bucks. Ordered.
1: Monster <laughs> done. Wise. Buy
2: now. It's a I good one. Friday. Five bucks. I see four twenty-seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I rounded up.
3: I live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they throw tax on everything. They, you yeah. know. Oh mm-hmm.
1: please! I, okay, not so like New Jersey, man. The Sorry, Karen. Monster. No, you're fine. You're fine. But I don't think I would go with like a traditional like mythical monster. I think that the monsters that are my favorite, not because they're great or anything, is serial killers. Oh, serial
3: killers are <laughs> awesome! Whoa. <laughs> yeah let's get deep i'm big on serial killers my wife and i listen to a lot of murder podcasts so i am i am up on serial killers what do you want to talk about (laughs) yeah oh yeah we're morbid yeah this is a morbid household
1: no but do you listen to morbid
3: oh the the podcast yeah oh my wife has she's listened to everything (laughs) All right, it, it, I'm actually afraid of it sometimes I, I wonder mean, She's, she listen
1: she's, ga- than she's, than she's than
3: not listening she's gathering information She's taking notes <laughs> she's
1: yeah. hey,
2: how, do, how do I get away with this
3: yeah, I once caught her watching Gone Girl with a notepad in front of her So <laughs> her her apparently That's
1: so funny <laughs> But yeah no, that, That's uh, probably the who, monster I would go for Who's your favorite wow. serial
3: killer uh, The biggest monster you can think of I don't
1: know
3: <laughs> the Night Stalker. Have you watched that one? Terrifying,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: that guy was nuts. Oh, terrifying, terrifying. But then I watched a great documentary on HBO about a psychologist who exclusively yep. worked with serial killers, and she kind of make made you feel a little sympathetic for these people. I know what, they they went through. It's a it, it it has a lot to do with mental health and and. Yeah. You know, just uh, incidents that can happen and just uh, abuse when when people are younger. But yeah. I don't want to take the show in a dark direction. No, but you're I fine. Mean, That's that's how monsters are made yeah. is by yeah. other monsters. Yeah. So you know, well, and weird, I'm wearing a shirt. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> oh, it's my yeah. fantasy football team. And it says Monster Squad on the that's shirt. Nice. So yeah, yeah, that's my fantasy go. team. Well,
1: yeah, and then tying like, what you were talking accident. about? Yeah, what you were talking about with like the the whole like. People working with serial killers, that's the Harley Quinn and Joker relationship too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. She was she was a psychologist for the felt- Joker.
1: She felt compassion for well, him, and, and boy, well, like, did he uh, win out on that one! Yeah.
3: <laughs> he, 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 he flipped the script on that side. Like, he basically beat his psychologist.
1: Yep, <laughs> yes, he did. Right, <laughs> right. yep, he won. It's <laughs> <He, I was laughs> like I, I
3: figured out psychology. I'm gonna overcome this. <laughs> he, Just you watch.
2: Uh, yeah. Hannibal Lecter is pretty great too. Okay, In yes. terms of, Oh uh, yeah, fictional serial yeah. killer. I, Hannibal Lecter is maybe the best ever. I'd
1: Yes, Hannibal's very good. He's very good. I also have seen a few episodes of Dexter. And
0: so oh, like yeah.
1: And then, um, and then we have the TV show You. And I just... Yes. yes. Joe is...
3: <laughs> I don't watch that one. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I made it through two episodes of You. <laughs> and I don't know. I what? I, I don't know. <laughs> what channel is that? In, on? In, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's... Jeff, you're gonna hate it.
1: No, it's so
3: good. <laughs> if you if you're the kind of guy who likes to plot put point poke holes in how everything and how everything could be easily quickly oh, figured out. Oh yeah. man, you're gonna hate you. <laughs> I mean,
2: not you, but the show you, not you. No, I, ar- you're I already I already hate, hate me. yourself. Yeah. I already do. Well,
4: uh, well four, you mentioned Dexter. Could...
2: Dexter's pretty great, but Dexter season four, uh, the Trinity Killer. He was pretty amazing as a serial killer. Oh, yeah. That, uh, John well, that was John Lithgow, yeah. John Lithgow's character in season four m- might be better than Dexter. <laughs> I mean, he was that that season of Dexter. Now, if you watch nothing else, uh, season one and season four of Dexter are two of the best seasons of television ever. Okay. The rest of the series you can throw in the garbage, but <laughs> season one and season four okay. are as good as television gets, All right. but they completely ruined it with two, three, five, six, whatever, however many seasons they did of Dexter, uh, one and four. Watch those. If you've never seen Dexter, watch one and four, nothing else. Anyway, that's
1: my <laughs> or Dexter P. S. A. My, my, my Dexter P. S. A. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. But um, yeah, I don't know. Back to Monsters Inc. I don't really have like anything else I would need or want to necessarily have to talk about. I guess. No, or...
2: <laughs> I've got no whiskey left, so that's typically the end of uh, the episode usually, when we're ready to wrap that's it up. usually a good cue.
1: <laughs> I mean, Colleen, do you have anything, anything else at all? Nothing that. No, that's by? it. All right, I mean, clearly, Monsters Inc. is basically without flaws, except for that really big plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: If you ignore the giant plot hole, then this movie
3: was perfect. Not yeah,
1: perfect. you know, it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, it's super enjoyable. It's a really nice <laughs> movie. It's a cool kids movie, and now it's Spawn. Uh, the the sequel the prequel and now yeah. the sequel series which are really good um, yeah. but we enjoyed it we watch it all the time Eric so your family watched it way more than me but we we watch mm-hmm. it uh, periodically it's in the rotation for sure it's something that my kids ask for uh, it's a good one go out and watch if you haven't seen it in a while go go out and watch that for one for real yeah um, <laughs> and uh, this was a lot of fun we really appreciate you <laughs> inviting us on and having us talk about a really fun movie and, and getting to talk about Disney a little extra uh, on another podcast. So we don't get enough Disney and Pixar. So this was great.
0: Understood.
1: We're glad you were able to be here. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We really had fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for having us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to listen to us again and more of us, we're at Disney on the rocks, uh, Disney on the rocks podcast, Disney rocks pod on Twitter. Disney on the Rocks on Facebook, Disney on the, uh, the Rocks podcast on Instagram, full full title, on full Instagram. title. <laughs> so follow us there. Uh, listen to our episodes. Uh, we start off with the Lion King. That's how we kicked it off, and um, we cover movies from basically from we did Snow White, which is the first animated movie ever. We've done all the way up to Luca, which was the latest Pixar movie uh and raya which was the latest disney movie so we've done everything in between we've skipped few, obviously here and there <laughs> yeah so we, we've got a few
4: more to do we have a lot of um, content left
0: do either of you have a favorite episode that you guys have done so far yes
3: Ooh, that's a good yeah question. Eric, what's your favorite episode Um, Well, to be honest, our Monsters, Inc. episode that we did was so much fun, we wanted to do more of it with you guys. So that was a good one. That's actually our latest episode that we put out. Um, And I also had a lot of fun covering Oliver and company.
4: Oh, I Company is art. one of my
3: all-time favorite Disney movies. And it took a while before we got to it. I was pushing for it hard, and we finally got around to it, and uh, that was a blast to talk about. So I that was my that movies. was my favorite
2: episode. I, I love I love talking about the classics. Those are my favorite because there's so much history in Disney yeah. mm-hmm. and the Disney animated films. So one of my favorite episodes ever was our second episode, which was Peter Pan. Oh. Peter Pan is Probably my favorite episode that we did Uh, We did the Lion King first and it was We were hitting our stride, I think, when we did Peter Pan So we kind of picked it up pretty quickly So in episode two, I feel like we really understood what our podcast was It's two dads, we're watching movies for the first time in a really long time We're drinking a nice cocktail while we do it And we're pointing out some plot holes, things we didn't notice as kids Uh, things we now notice now as adults that mean a little bit, something more. So I'd say Peter Pan as an older movie where we got to really relive it. Um, and and all the classics, Pinocchio, Dumbo, uh, Mm -hmm. Cinderella, I, I, love, that one. I love covering all of those older movies. Those are my favorite. I was going
3: to ask you, what's your favorite episode of Disney that. on the Rocks? But I'm kidding. You don't have to answer <laughs> that. I, haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 okay. I, that was the joke. I assumed you had to I'm going to. I'm going it. to I'm gonna listen all to that. Right, yeah. Finding Nemo. The,
1: Cinder, the Cinderella one, I'll tell
3: you more what, of this. We bring up some interesting uh, observations about old cinderella and and her reasoning for wanting to get out of the house not necessarily mm-hmm. to meet a prince um that it's actually more of a feminist tale than anybody ever gives it credit yeah. for
0: yeah i i listened to that episode because i think um around the time i first reached out to you guys i think we were covering um cinderella but also Great. cinderella is my favorite disney princess so yeah. i really want to know what your thoughts were and you guys had some really like thought-provoking things that you mentioned and i was like oh didn't think about that <laughs> Wow, I can't. Great. I can't. Like I can't name anything that you specifically mentioned, but I Do you remember just being like, the, "Oh, wow."
3: The girl let just it, wanted a night out. She couldn't tell yeah, us if out. she actually was going to meet the prince.
0: She just wanted to get and, dressed up and go
3: out for a night and take a break. You know, um, just yeah. let, let her hair think, down.
2: Or put her yeah, hair up that, in a bun.
3: Uh, so right. I think the I think the <laughs> biggest happened.
2: takeaway, the biggest takeaway from Cinderella is she has this reputation of needing Prince Charming to come and save her. And everyone says that about Disney princesses, that the prince comes in and swoops in and saves the damsel in distress. Cinderella gets zero credit for how strong of a woman she really is. She freed herself from that attic. She mm-hmm. did everything. The prince was a minor side character. She did it all herself and gets none of the credit in pop culture. And she deserves a lot more credit than she gets. And I never realized that until watching it recently as an adult.
1: I, I genuinely think it's funny that you mentioned Cinderella because first of all, it is Colleen's favorite princess, but also we did 15 episodes and a bonus episode on Cinderella alone. Yeah. (laughs) The damned uh, series. Because we are, like, in that series, Dream of the Damned, specifically, we are going through the Disney princesses that are based off of old fairy tales. Yeah. So we'll read the old fairy tale, discuss all of the different renditions that we decide we want to discuss because there's uh, too many superhero movies. There's, uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we'll go into the musicals as well, if there are musicals, which is why our bonus episode was about the new Cinderella musical that just came out with Andrew Lloyd Webber.
2: Brand new. Yeah, and I hope you cover the greatest Cinderella movie ever made, Cinderella 3, A Tale Through Time.
1: No, we did not. No.
2: It is by far, Now I'm not joking here, by far the greatest Cinderella story ever told. He will die on this hill.
1: Well, I've heard that before, so that's not a new thing that I've heard
2: people haven't seen it because Cinderella two was so bad bad. (laughs) that nobody made it to Cinderella three, Cinderella three effectively. I'll give you a quick synopsis. The evil stepmother, lady Tremaine gets a hold of the fairy godmother's wand and goes back in time a year, knowing what happened at the end of the movie and retcons everything. She makes sure that none of it happens and it is, A phenomenal time travel movie. It's the best Disney sequel, VHS sequel, ever produced. And it is the greatest Cinderella story ever told. So it it has to be included.
1: (laughs) Are you sure it's the best (laughs) Disney sequel ever produced? Oh,
2: what do you think's better?
1: I just, I want to question that. Because I've seen a lot of, like, I mean, I've seen a decent amount of, Good Disney sequels. Throw well, so one out there. Toy Don't Story say 3?
2: Frozen Two. No, no, no. These no, no, no. are two
1: better than Frozen One. Hold on. No. True.
2: True. Oh, 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 well, all right. <laughs> we'll be back on another episode to talk about this uh, uh, because we will we will destroy that theory. But uh, I'm talking about direct to VHS sequels, okay. not like Toy Story Two. Theatrical sequels. You can't count those. Those are all better. Well, not all of them, but most of them are better. Uh, but I'm talking direct to VHS what about, sequels. What about Fox and the Hound 2? No.
1: Uh,
2: it's good, but it's, not, <laughs> it's <laughs> not.
3: It's not bad. It's a good movie.
2: Aladdin? Aladdin, Return of Jafar. Yeah. Both Aladdin sequels are very yeah, good.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Robin Williams comes back for the third one. Um, he's not in the second one. Well, so you don't like the Lion,
1: too? The,
2: oh, the Lion King 2? The Lion King 2 is not King's that good. Team. It's not that good.
1: It's because it's based off of Romeo and Juliet, and people are actually realizing Romeo and Juliet's not that good of a story.
2: Well, Lion King is Hamlet, so... I know, I know, but Hamlet is the better
1: story. Can we get get an original thought, please? (laughs) There's a reason they did Hamlet for the first one and not Romeo and Juliet.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, going going the Hamlet route was the smart move. I I still want to see a version of Othello, but, you know, that's... uh, that's That's that I might S- end Othello. a little too, vi- too violently for a Disney well, no.
1: movie. That's the one that well, not know think Shakespeare didn't write because the writing is different from his other plays. So
3: you, oh, mm. if they, they don't believe Shakespeare yeah. wrote Othello. Yeah, interesting. I never knew that.
2: I was he probably wrote a couple old. notes on a, on the back of a napkin. It was like, hey can, can someone write this for me, please? <laughs> right, like this is the right. general gist of the story. Yeah. He,
3: then, he had the framework and some other dude picked it up after he died and was like, I got
4: this. Well. Right.
1: Well. <laughs> Shakespeare actually stole most of his stories from books that he picked up a lot. White dudes. Play. White dudes. They, they, <laughs> they steal
2: everything. He took yeah, those he, he probably burned oh. the source material too. and yeah. <laughs> Never to be seen again.
1: Which is where something rotten comes into play. <laughs> I, you know, I've yeah. never
2: seen it. I want
3: to though. Um, it's supposed to be great um, Yeah I'd like to watch I'd like to get to a th- Are they still doing that? Is
1: I don't know I would love to see it production? But I love the music
2: wow. You see this is what happens on Disney on the Rocks podcast We we were even wrapped up We were done The show was over yeah. And we, <laughs> we have another 10 minutes of content for you So it, it happens But this is good stuff Cinderella 3 I'll die on that hill Cinderella okay. 3 go and watch it <laughs> And don't don't knock it until you watch it.
1: I'm not you're knocking sitting,
2: it. Oh, you're not even, you said I'm not including it.
1: You
3: got to watch it as soon as this is over, soon as soon as we're done here.
2: Watch it tonight.
1: Watch it tonight? I don't know if I have time yeah. for that. Yeah, I don't
0: well, think there's time for that. It's early.
2: There's always, no, there's always time. That's the whole point of Cinderella 3. There's always time to to undo your mistakes. What was our and mistake? Not watching Cinderella three,
1: but I have to listen to Harry Potter.
2: Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. <laughs> That's
0: our
1: cue. Not anyway. About Harry Potter. Okay.
0: Anyways, thank you guys so much for yeah, joining for us.
1: For real, thank you. It's been fun. No, we had a lot of
0: fun. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and just remember. Every adventure
3: requires a first step.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at My. Be sure to check out our website at
0: bmmomai.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash My.
1: You can email us at my at gmail.com.